welcome to the Life and Times of Barney Miller. It is a new podcast starring your old friend, me, Mike White, along with the one and only Chris Stashew. I am neither old nor your friend. That's true. The enemy of many people. <laughs> the enemy of many a Kolchak fan. <laughs> now we have a whole new audience that we can confuse and be very rude make to. Make angry. Yes, make yeah, angry. Make, make angry. Because we will be talking about Barney Miller, the show that ran from the mid-70s to the early 80s. And uh, I have to say, before we started doing research on this, I had no idea that there were two pilots to the show. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I knew about this show before we watched it is that Abe Vigoda was on it. You were coming in really cold to this one. I'm coming in super fresh, uh, which which is perfectly fine. I mean... Yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all. I, I am very curious because I remember maybe three episodes of this pretty clearly, and the rest of it I just have a good feeling about when I think about this show. So I'm very excited to explore this again and you know see all of these things that I saw when they. God, I think I watched all this stuff when it originally aired. Like I said, I have zero zero frame of reference with this show, so we're kind of. Little bit of different footing than on the last podcast we did together. Yeah, this wasn't a uh, something that you and your dad would sit down and watch. Yeah, this is not something that I had any frame of reference other than Hal Linden having some some great hair. Oh hell, yes, he does, and that stash. Just a sexy man, a real a real sexy man, Hal Linden. This show was created by Danny Arnold, who I was doing a little research on, and he had done a ton of stuff. He was an actor, he was a director, he was a writer, he was a producer. Of course, as he got older, it seemed like he was doing more things, less acting, more producing, more writing, more directing. But he was a co-director or an assistant director all the way back as far as 1949 from what I was seeing. And just had a really tremendous career throughout the years. And this was one of his babies, was Barney Miller. And they put out the pilot, which was called The Life and Times of Captain Barney Miller. It was part of a ABC summer anthology series called Just for Laughs. And it aired August 22nd, 1974. And it didn't really do too well. I can't imagine why. I... Didn't find the pilot offensive whatsoever. No, I didn't find it offensive, but when you watch the pilot, The Life and Times of Captain Barney Miller, versus Ramon, the actual pilot of the show, the casting in the actual pilot seems a lot more interesting. Like, the, the actors involved are a lot more interesting. I mean... You know, some of the actors are completely different. You don't have Ron Glass. You don't have Jack Sue. Uh, you don't have James Gregory either. So, or is it? Is it not? Is it James Gregory or is it? Um, I think it's Max Gale. Right? Max Gale, correct. Those characters are have made their presence very clearly and well established, like right off the bat. You don't have Gregory Sierra either. If you watch that and then you watch the original pilot, it's like, holy shit, like, what? I was kind of tickled to see some of the actors that were playing these roles because we've got Charles Hayde, who would go on 
uh, to be one of the most famous cops of TV. He was in Hill Street Blues, and, yep. and he was fantastic in that. He was had a small role in Altered States. He was he just a really he's a nice guy i had a chance to speak to him years ago and i would have asked him about this had i even known that he was part of this pilot because i had no idea and he is to me he's basically playing the wojahowitz character but he's not called wojahowitz there's a lot of stuff that is kept i mean pretty much the entire like plot of when they're in the station in the 12th is the same but the recasting is completely different, and there's no opening with Barney and his wife, which I really appreciated in the actual pilot because the interplay between Barbara Barry and Hal Linden is fantastic. Obviously, they recast her as well because Abby Dalton is the one who played his wife in the original pilot. The stuff with Barbara Barry is so New York of the 70s, and that was the thing – because I, I will say what really kind of planted the seed of doing this podcast for me was probably about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, I was down at my mom's place and going through some of her streaming channels that she had. We bought her a Roku, and on one of those channels, they had Barney Miller, the whole series, and I watched this first episode. I watched Ramon, which came out a few months after. Wasn't that long after? It actually aired January 23rd, 1975. So it was September, October, December. So it was three months in between these two things, or four, pretty much. And I saw Ramon and all the stuff for Barbara Barry. I'm just like, wow, yeah, New York in the mid-70s was a really rough place. And that's they're playing it for laughs, even though it's like somebody tried to break into our house last night. Okay, that's super scary. But then she turns it around and says, I know that they did because there's a clean spot on the window. It's like, yikes. But it's funny, though. It's really kind of scary. And especially that she's got all the bars on the windows. And we forget just how nasty New York was at the time. Really, really nasty. Really nasty. It was before the whole Disneyfication. That's what I like about this pilot is the redone pilot. It it does give that, like you mentioned, that kind of idea. Like It gives it a, a sense of time and place. And that's missing in the original pilot for the show. And I will be 100% honest, coming back to the show after so many years... I didn't remember that Barney even had a wife. I didn't remember that he had a daughter and a son. So, and all of that stuff about the daughter and her fiancé, no memory of any of that. So I'm very curious how long these characters are going to stay as part of the show. Well, considering how the show has, what, eight seasons? Uh, probably not that much. <laughs> I know that his wife plays a large part in the show. Because I think at some point they probably split up, I would assume. That seems like a fair assumption. Um, but, uh, yeah, his daughter and the, her, his daughter's Jewish lawyer boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do have a bigger part. Yeah. I, we will see. Yeah. I mean, look, the thing about this show that is so different from Kolchak is this show is very funny. Intentionally funny. Not like we're laughing at how ridiculous some of the shit in the show is. Like Matchy Manito being, like, invisible. 
or not Metro Media was invisible, but like the episode with the invisible alien. Like, of course, invisible alien. Sure, why not? Well, Matthew Medino, he was practically invisible, but Kolchak could get those photographs of him, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Matchy Mantow. Um, I was very happy to see Val Bisoglio in the pilot playing Sergeant Grimaldi, who seemed like he was. I know Fish is in the pilot. Abe Vigoda's in the Life and Times of Barney Miller. But Bisoglio felt a little like Fish, but he was also a little like. Jack Sue. Um, they had the same jokes about him owing the bookie, so just like the Jack Sue character. But that was strange because, but his face, his face is so uh, recognizable. And if memory serves, he was actually in one of the episodes of Kolchak. He was in the zombie episode. Because I was like, if there's an episode he was in, it would have to be the one with all the mobsters. I think he was in that scene of what's a Kolchak. But. He does show up later in Barney Miller again, so he's not completely lost, but he was not a series regular, which that must have been such a bummer to like, you know, not become a series regular on a show that gets picked up and you just get replaced by essentially two characters, right? The, I mean, the Ron Glass character who's played by Rod Perry uh, as Sergeant Wilson here, he's barely a character. I was just like, wow, there's... There's a black guy there. Okay. He's got a mustache on. Like, Is he going to give us any sort of lines here? Not at all. Actually, zero. And they, they do have the thing about him being uh, as, a, as a rabbi. They do have that. Which is funny as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it works with both. It works in both versions. Mm-hmm. The, the strangest thing for me is that of all the recasting, you know, the wife is different. Grimaldi's different. Um, you know, Kaminsky, who becomes Wojohowicz, he's different. All this. Vagoda's there. Hal Linden's there. And then the guy who plays the criminal is the same dude. <laughs> it's like of all the people that they could have recasted. But uh, Chuchu Mal- Malave, Malvale, he is still there doing the exact same performance and same inflections, everything. I would love to take these two episodes and cut some of them side by side because he is doing the exact same performance. It's fantastic. But he looks a lot more Puerto Rican in the, in the uh, pilot that ended up airing. He, he like it was something about the way it's lit the second time around that like, it's much, it's much less well lit. Does that make sense? So like in 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 lighting it a little darker, he looks like he looks more Puerto Rican, and it's like really weird because they like they have more close up shots of him in the Life and Times of Barney Miller, and you can tell that he has green eyes. And then in the like actual pilot that aired, they never close up on him as much as they do in the the pilot in the original pilot. The thing I liked about the Ramon episode, the pilot that aired is that we've got um, Gregory Sierra as Chano, who is deriding him and saying, you know, it really offends me when I see a Puerto Rican like you who just gives all Puerto Ricans a bad name. I never really thought about it before. And this is going to sound like I am the stupidest person in the world. I never thought about what a United Colors of Benetton the police station is, that you've got 
a Chinese person who is actually Japanese. Jacksu was actually Japanese, but he had a Chinese name. You've got a Puerto Rican character. You've got a black character. You've got an Italian character, and you've got a Jewish character. I never thought about how that fits. Oh, sorry. And a Polish character. I never thought about how that fits in and also is a representation of New York itself, if not our country. So I was reading about the show, and that's one of the things about the show that that actual cops like, is that this isn't just like a very whitewashed show. There's a lot of diversity and characters that are more representative of real people. Yeah, which I mean, I do appreciate. I mean, the the thing about the show is it it's it's started in '75, but it honestly feels like it could air today. There, there's something to be said for a show that's, you know, not like Kolchak, where he's talking about dumb broads. And we may get that with this show, to be fair. I mean, we might. There is a high probability of that. If we're going to get anybody talking about dumb broads or putting down minorities or homosexuals or, you know, anybody who's outside of the realm of what's in the police station... I have a feeling it's going to be Wojciechowicz, because I think he's the character that is going to learn a lesson the most. I think Fish is pretty woke. I mean, it's just, it's just Abe, like, the thing that, that cracks me up about this, this show already is Abe Vigoda at this point, how old is he? He's only 50 some years old. I was looking that up. I think he's 55. I'm like, um, Years from retirement. Like, I'm out of here. Like, dude, you're like not even that old. Get out of here. He's only 10 years older than Hal Linden. Because I was watching a little documentary, and Linden is like, oh, wait, yeah, he's only 10 years older than I am. Vagoda ha- did pass away. I checked the website. Yeah, is a vagodadead.com. God, that I couldn't believe that. And do you know that was like the first thing I did when I heard that he passed? I went to that website. Well, and, and the thing about Abe Vigoda is, you know, he is, you know, a lot of people obviously know him from either this show or before this show. The thing I knew him from was at Saltesio in The Godfather. Um, yeah, which he's amazing as Saltesio in Godfather. Uh, but, you know, I am really glad that he is on this show. I know he's not on the show the entire time because he gets his own goddamn show. <laughs> Called what's it called? Fish. So there you go. He's the only character that gets his own spinoff from this show. And man, spinoffs in the seventies were such a thing. I mean, we got what Happy Days, which was then spun off into like three shows, right? So there was Love American Style, which gave us Happy Days. Then Happy Days becomes Laverne and Shirley, Joni loves Chachi, Squiggies or whatever. Was there a Squiggy show? Was there not? I, how about this one, Chris, which you may or may not know? Mork and Mindy. Yeah, I know that. Okay, I good. know that. Oh, come on. Sir, sir, how dare you? <laughs> of course, fucking Robin Williams was on Happy Days. Yeah, well, that. it just makes sense that an alien from Ork is going to be oh, coming yeah. to Milwaukee. You Milwaukee? Sure. If you go to Milwaukee, you can see a statue of Henry Winkler, the Fonz. I have my picture in front of it. <laughs> Were there any other spin-offs from that? Oh, there's a lot from Happy yeah. Days. It's like well, it's shocked. just that it's up there with um, All in the Family. Because you had the Jeffersons, you had Gloria, you had Maud. I mean, it feels like there's more that I'm forgetting there, too. What about The Fonz? I don't think The Fonz ever had his own show. Uh, he had a cartoon, didn't uh, he? Yes, he did. 
So is that not a spinoff? Okay, here we go. There were seven different spinoffs of Happy Days. Laverne and Shirley, Blansky's Beauties, Mork and Mindy, Out of the Blue, Joni Loves Chachi, The Fonz, and The Happy Days Gang, and Laverne and Shirley with special guest star The Fonz. Those last two were animated. The most successful of the spinoffs was obviously Laverne and Shirley. Did you get a chance to watch the full version of the Ramon pilot? There is an extra scene that is available on the DVD version of the pilot. Yeah, yeah, the one with Ron Glass, right? Yeah, where he's in drag. Yeah, boy, sure. Yeah, that isn't on the first disc of the Bernie Miller set. It's like included as an extra is the Ramon pilot with that extra scene as part of it. Did they ever explain why that scene is there? It fits with the earlier scene, I believe, um, when they're talking about the um, the perverts in the park. But yeah, they apparently they cut that for syndication. And I was reading reviews of the Barney Miller set um, on Amazon, and people are complaining that these are the syndicated versions, so that we're going to be missing little pieces throughout this. Well, and that's not surprising. I mean, unfortunately, with a show from 75, a lot of the stuff's been lost. It's just a shame. Yeah. I mean... We had a hard time getting stuff for Kolchak. I mean, we had a hard time getting Kolchak scripts and, you know, finding good copies of Kolchak alone. I mean, you know... And those movie versions where they would take two episodes and smash them together, those aren't out there officially any place. Those were just copied off a of sci-fi channel. Or is it sci-fi or chiller? Oh, God. It could have been Chiller. <laughs> Chiller, everyone's favorite uh, TV network that they forgot existed. <laughs> I definitely remember there was one that was sci-fi because watching the commercials was more entertaining than watching the show. I mean, look, here's the thing with this versus Kolchak. I mean, Kolchak had, like, 20 episodes. This is 170. And this is also <clears throat> the other thing that's kind of different about this podcast versus the last podcast that we did together. This is a 20-minute sitcom. We're not just doing one episode, an episode of the podcast, because we would be doing this until the end of time. <laughs> I don't like 170. Yeah, that's what three. Well, I was doing the math and it was like, if we do two Barney Millers per one podcast, it would take us, uh, what, f six or eight years. I can't remember. And then if we did three episodes, it would take us this long. It was ridiculous but we we were in for the long haul if we did one a week it would be three and a quarter three years four months but yeah we're not doing <laughs> we have lives it's gonna take us a long time to get through this though yeah which is fine i mean it took us three years to get through cold check and and this time around it'll probably take us longer because i mean at some point we're gonna have to talk about fish but fish isn't for Four seasons. Right. And unfortunately, Fish, it was two seasons. Only one was included on the box set. I found two episodes through nefarious means, but I'm unable to find any cedars, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. No one coming and seeding your torrent? Exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we're lucky that Barney Miller has even been released. Is Fish like all in the family? God, it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't remember. I only remember the first episode of it with any sort of 
clarity. I think he's going to be very frequently talking about his wife, Bernice, and I don't think we see her until Fish. It focused on the domestic side of Fish's life. He and Bernice become foster parents to five racially mixed children known as persons in need of supervision or pins. So that is not at all what I was expecting. Uh, and like I said, isn't it kind of like all in the family and or different strokes? Right. Yeah, that's where the white savior takes the uh, two ghetto children uh, away from their poverty and puts them in the lap of luxury. Fish isn't making Mr. Drummond money. But yeah, so we're going to talk about that, that at some point, I would assume. It, and it sounds like it sounds like a completely different show like in a bizarre way. I'm super excited because like like I said, I mean, I watched this episode and all I could think was this show does not uh, seem like the kind of show I was expecting. Right. I'm curious to, to see how many of these play well in today's modern times. Right. I mean, it's like very di- it's very different for 1975. And it still it still plays well in 2020 is kind of my point, but yeah, I mean, I know I know that uh, I know that a lot of the regular cast members, some of them leave, some of one of them passes away. Yeah, I remember Chano leaves. I think Ron Glass is there the whole time, isn't he? Hal Linden, Max Gale, Ron Glass, and James Gregory are there for the long haul, but yeah, Abe Vigoda ends up leaving because of fish. Jack Sue ends up passing away. So I do love the fact that we may be able to actually speak with some of the main. I mean, Max Gale is a main member of the cast. So, yeah, I'm really excited that that is a possibility because, I mean, look, we did on the last podcast, we did get to talk to uh, Mark DeWidziak and we got to talk to oh, Marlon Berg. Eugene Bird. <laughs> Joey, 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 Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm excited to maybe get to, you know, talk to Hal Linden and some other people. And also, I think we're the only Barney Miller podcast out there, which is fun. I saw something. I don't know if it was a fan site or what it was, but it was like inside the 12th precinct or something, which I know there's an extra on the box set, which is named something similar. And I'm like, Okay, um, I don't really see anything from you, so that's that's one reason why I didn't call this podcast that. But um, you know, thanks for the name, though, Chris. If that podcast only has like a couple episodes and they stop posting, that's their problem, <laughs> not ours. That's the way it works in podcast land. So that is the way podcasts work. So, um, how many episodes are we covering in episode three? All right. Well, I want to thank. Chris, for being my co-host on this venture of Barney Miller dumb. And uh, I got to thank John Walker for putting us together a, another awesome score, another uh, great uh, theme song. So thank you so much, John. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, this is our pilot, and we will be back next month with a look at three episodes of Barney Miller. Are we going to record another version of this pilot and release it? And just uh, and one where I am not your co-host. <laughs> I'm recast. They recast me. Chris was busy directing a play, and so I I ended up getting uh you know Vincent Bugliosi here to be my co-host. 
All of a sudden, it's just Father Malone. It's just like, I am in the Barney Miller podcast with your host, uh, Mike White and Father Malone. What? <laughs> what am I listening to? Oh, I call him Chris Stashu, even though it's not him. <laughs> yeah, very distinct voice. Definitely not mine. Oh, I was glad that they changed the names of these characters, that the, that it wasn't Wojciechowicz as Kaminsky, you know, Max Gale as Kaminsky, or, you know, Grimaldi, they let his his name go, so I was glad for that. Yeah, no, that would have been, a, that would have been even more bizarre, right? Maybe, well, the wife stays the same, I think both the kids were recast as well, so Elizabeth Miller, yeah, it was two different women playing her, but... Does, does Ron Glass's character not have the same name? Uh, Ron Glass's character was Sergeant Wilson, and he is uh, Ron Harris in this. Ron Glass playing Ron Harris. Not going to be confusing. He was on Firefly. Did you know that? I, uh, I've i heard that. Uh, so, Chris, where can people find you when you're not talking about Barney Miller? When I am not talking about Barney Miller, you can find me on Twitter at casualty underscore Chris. You can also find me on the Culture Cast. That is my movie podcast that I do once to twice a week. That is over at culturecast.com. We also do a little podcast called Dreams for Sale, where we talk about Twilight Zone 1985. And I do another podcast called Chronicles from the Crypt, where we talk about Tales from the Crypt. And I do another podcast called The One Season Show, where we talk about TV shows that only lasted one season. I am busy, if you can't tell, doing podcasting. But you know what? I am not going to complain because it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of podcasts. A lot of talking. A lot of using of the voice and editing. Anytime someone says, hey, isn't podcasting fun? My response is, the 1% is fun, but 99% isn't. What about yourself, Mike? Uh, yeah, so I am with you on this show, and then I'm with you on the uh, Dreams for Sale Twilight Zone 85 podcast, and then I do a little thing called The Projection Booth, where once a week I talk about movies. And this year I'm talking about movies that most people haven't seen or maybe even heard of. So I'm sure that the ratings will go through the roof. I mean, I can only watch so many Japanese New Wave films from 1949 so many times. 1969. I wasn't directly referencing, I was just being a smartass. ass. 